This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Something St. Catherine of Siena said comes to mind as we dive deeper into this topic of the U.S. bishops appearing to act on the issue of the Eucharist and Catholics in the public eye who support evil. We've had enough exhortations to be silent, cry out with a thousand tongues. I see the world is rotten because of silence. Those are the words of St. Catherine of Siena. And remember them, because they're going to bear repeating, I think, in the coming days, because everything we've seen so far surrounding this possible move by the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops has been astonishing. The USCCB's passing of a draft document on valid reception of Holy Communion was astonishing in itself given the margin they approved it by. But even more astonishing is the response from the nominal Catholics in the Secular Association of Moloch, whose rallying symbol is the Pacumul, if you catch my meaning. While any sensible Catholic knows that the document will probably be rejected at the full USCCB meeting in the fall, and that between now and that meeting, the Vatican will be exhorting enormous pressure on the U.S. bishops, as will the Associates of Caesar and the Association of Moloch, chances are that either this document will be rejected, watered down to the point of meaninglessness, or outright ignored by cardinals like Wilton Gregory and Supich especially since this is going to be a teaching document that doesn't actually say anybody's name or try to uh, issue any uh, fraternal corrections. But the real story isn't the bishops approving a draft document like this. It's the wailing and gnashing of teeth that they inspired. You might have seen some of this in passing, but most of this happened on Twitter, at least that's where I saw most of it, and was done by very, very high-profile Catholics in the public world. I'll have some of those reactions for you today, and there's a purpose to this. These folks in question are in the perfect position to exert influence over the process that the bishops will be engaging in. But over all of this looks apart, it looms a part of the 1983 Code of Canon Law that is being ignored by Caesar, these public Catholics in the Vatican. So let's dive in for a closer look. It's amazing, by the way, how this has unified Catholic Twitter. If you've been thinking about getting on Twitter, be advised that the Catholic Twitter community is kind of nasty. There's so much bickering and infighting that it isn't really worth it for most people. But nothing brought people together like this news of the bishops appearing to do their jobs. And I say appearing because people took their actions to be, well, actions instead of what it was, a proposal to talk more about this topic at their fall meeting. I'm not as confident they'll be taking meaningful action on this issue because, well, of an example that I saw expressed beautifully on Facebook by someone, but that because of what is said in their post, I can't really like show the post here. But the summary is this. Bishop Pfeiffer is a retired American bishop who proposed an addition to the document that would talk about what Caesar and his henchmen in the pack mule symbolized association of Moloch have been doing on the related issue to the Eucharist and their worthy reception therein, or lack thereof, because as you'll see, many public Catholics associated with that have come out and demanded that their right to the Eucharist be recognized, despite the fact that rejecting what the church teaches on certain things actually bars the person from receiving the Eucharist. 
That's nothing new, as I hope to demonstrate this coming weekend with one of my weekend educational videos, so watch for that, because I have a great example of that actually being done in history. So keep an eye out. But Bishop Pfeiffer proposed an amendment to the document that would have spoken about Caesar explicitly by name, and those like him in the public eye. What do you think the reaction was from the 300 bishops on the Zoom call? Silence. That's right, not a single bishop would second his motion. Not Bishop Strickland, not Archbishop Sample. Not whatever U.S. bishop you take to be one of the better ones. Not a single one would second his motion. Pfeiffer was told that because he's retired, he could not propose the addition himself, so instead he asked one of the present bishops to do so. Again, silence. No one took up his cause. As one priest on Twitter said, quote, Is the best lesson from today's USCCB debate the realization of just how bad theological formation was in seminaries 40 years ago? Now that's evident by the silence in that room and by the live tweeting of the event that I followed rather closely, as whoever runs that account needs a reminder of what it is that they're supposed to be doing. The USCCB's Twitter account was very entertaining this week. We got tweets about the bishops breaking for some smooth jazz breaks. Ooh, yeah, love that. We got tweets about silly things, and we got tweets asking for, what else, lay involvement for the supposed Eucharistic revival like this one. Quote, As Bishop Cozens outlines the four-year plan for the Eucharist Revival Project, he encourages media and youth apostolates to get involved and participate. And then you get some ads here at Focus Catholic, at Life Teen, at New York City Official, at Go to Steubenville, etc. And then they ask, can we count you in? Hashtag USCCP21. Now, I don't know about you, but seeing an account run by a priest tweeting emojis always makes me feel super happy. But that's not the best part. The best parts were the reactions to this move. The alleged members of the church who serve in the public eye and the association of Moloch, whose symbol is a pack mule, have issued a statement imploring the bishops not to turn the Eucharist into a secular tool, not to weaponize it, was their words. How very cute. Essentially what they've done is to ask the bishops to respect their wicked actions and wicked sentiments and statements and allow them to act in the name of principles. Again, very cute. Sixty of them signed it, and you can guess who they were. As YouTube Catholic uh, content creator and commentator and one-time guest on my live stream, Classical Theist, said on Twitter, quote, They have the audacity to quote John Paul II, who was the very Pope who, was, who invoked his own infallibility to reject precisely their specific sin. See Evan Evangelium Vitae. Yes, these servants of Moloch have used John Paul II to support their sin. Again, the reactions to this have been quite amazing to watch in real time, which is why you're getting this on Tuesday and not on Monday. At the core of the Molochian argument is this, that they act to preserve and, frankly, to promote and expand the sin at the center of this as a matter of their well-formed conscience. As another Twitter associate of mine said, quote, This part shows they don't understand what it means to form your conscience. You don't form your conscience in opposition to church teaching. You form your conscience using church teaching. There can be no contradiction between a well-formed conscience and church teaching. And that's exactly true. And it shouldn't have to be stated this way, but as Catholics, we, every day, must get up and accept what the church teaches on a variety of things. Those we have a hard time agreeing with, we must prayerfully submit to the church on and ask our Lord to enlighten our intellect so that we can overcome our own lack of understanding of what the church teaches and why it does, and then have our errors cleared up. The faith comes with obligations, and they're not on a buffet line to be picked and chosen over. As a good example of this is someone who walked away, someone named Julio Ricardo Varela, whose bio on Twitter says that 
he is a radio host and involved in some kind of secular work in the public realm. His reaction to all this uh, news over the weekend was, quote, Why is the Catholic Church still a thing? Now, if you guessed that he went to Jesuit school, you'd be right. Quote, Seeing some of the responses here and the assumptions people make, raised Catholic, educated by Jesuits, and at one point I even thought of becoming a priest. The question I asked is just a question. Thank you to all who saw it like that. As for the others, oh, Twitter. And yes, my fallout with the church as an institution began when the priest like Ted McCarrick thing happened in the Boston Archdiocese. I reminded people that my question here is about the institution, which is quite different from faith and spirituality. Thank you. End quote. There were a lot of hot takes like that on Twitter. A lot of them. You could summarize most of them this way. If we don't treat the most holy Eucharist as a bowl of chips to be handed around at a house party, the Catholic Church will end. And to those who think that, remember this. The day of the worm that dieth not draws near. The Eucharist is the most holy of holies, and to treat it as a party favor that comes with no obligation is wicked. I even saw one self-described Eucharistic minister saying that they did not care what the bishops of the church said on this, that they would continue giving the Eucharist to whomever they wanted to. Now, think about that for a moment. Oh, and that Eucharistic minister then in the same thread said that they did not believe in the real presence, that the Eucharist is merely a symbol. So think about that, especially if you have a hard time believing that research data that says that only one in three Catholics believe in the real presence of our blessed Lord in the Eucharist. And this is one of many reasons why I and most traditional Catholics really, really dislike the practice of having uh, the laity giving out the Eucharist. Now I showed you, I would show you that tweet, but I neglected to get a screenshot before they deleted it. So sad. It got a lot of attention, you might say. But this should be obvious. It's ridiculous that it's even a debate to withhold communion to Catholics in the public eye who proclaim the faith but reject the church's teaching until they repent. And that such a sizable portion of Catholics in this country think that the bishops are in the wrong for talking about this is the greatest proof that there is an ape of the church in existence at this moment. Here's Catholic Dogma 101 for you. You shouldn't even be receiving the Eucharist if you personally, privately, are in a state of mortal sin, let alone if your sins are of a public nature. As Catholic journalist Eric Salmon said about all of this, quote, Remember, a bishop needs no USCCB document to enforce canon law and maintain the perennial practice of the church when it comes to Holy Communion. He already says has that authority and obligation from the Lord, end quote. But as Novus Ordo Watch said on Twitter, quote, this whole controversy about the USCCB document on the Eucharist is absurd on several levels. They're not even arguing about actually refusing anyone communion. They're only arguing about whether they should talk about it in an official document that nobody reads or follows. End quote. Yes, this is a document about talking about the topic in the future, not taking action for now. At least that's what their meeting was about anyway. The draft document will be proposed, of course, at their meeting. And they're right. No one will actually use it. And yes, they won't even follow that document in any way, because as Cardinal Gregory of the Imperial See has said, he plans to fall to offer Caesar the Eucharist every Sunday. So in a way, the document to have a discussion in a few months is kind of a moot point. Most of the tweets that I obliquely referenced, as well as the Moloch document given to the bishops, are available in links on my sources blog, ever to return to tradition.org. There are a ton of these links, by the way. So uh, go over there, and you'll if you've got a, uh, you know, a few minutes to spend with your coffee, you can go and see what I've been looking at. I recommend that you read at least a few of them. There's more than I was able to cite here. This was a hot topic on Catholic Twitter this weekend, and frankly, it was kind of refreshing to see the, the two sides of Catholics on Twitter who don't typically get along united in this discussion. Though the number of our brethren who say that they don't agree with the church on this is astonishing to behold. And something to remember here as well. That's what is probably going to happen at the fall meeting of the U.S. bishops is nothing short of punting on this issue. 
This was expressed approvingly on, again, Twitter by a Catholic with a strangely large following for someone whose day job is to be a teacher of philosophy, Rich Rejo. I mean, this guy's got a huge following, and he's very outspoken. And he said, quote, Since Pope Francis has mandated a three-year synodal process, what the U.S. bishops should do is to shelve the document on the Eucharist and engage in listening to what the people of God truly want, instead of making assumptions of what they need. That's synodality from the bottom up. Now, I'm not saying that should happen but it probably will. And that is what the modernists in the church want anyway, for the laity to make the decisions about the faith and morals for the, for the entire church, not the hierarchy. It practically sums up modernism in a single sentiment. And, as an aside, the term people of God never appeared in the church lexicon until after the council, to my knowledge. It's a modernist term that helps to promote their work. I'm not a big fan of that term at all, to put it mildly. Now, what do you think? Did you hear anything at Mass this weekend or from your Catholic friends? Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments, please, and what kind of things you might have heard related to this topic over the weekend. And like, subscribe if you haven't, and hit that bell so you don't miss a thing. And as always, I pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.